listeners, this is the time to relax. Go ahead and relax. Relax your mind. Relax your heart. Relax your toes and fingers. Relax your waist. Relax your bones. Make them goopy like sloppy joes and stretch your bones out, relieving all that air inside your body. All the air that's caught up in between your bones and skin. It's scientifically proven that most people have a great deal of stress built up in their bodies in between their bones. It usually occurs right where the ends of your bones meet your tendons. So relax those air pockets and let them evaporate. Next, go ahead and rub the top of your head. Roll your fingers around your head. Ah, that feels good, doesn't it? Now move your fingers down to your forehead and then down to your eyebrows, and then your eyes. Now, gently massage the back of your neck. Doesn't that feel nice? You deserve it. You have always deserved it. All that hard work you put in every day. Sometimes, on your way home from work, you oftentimes think to yourself, I work so much harder than everyone else. Sometimes I look around and everybody else is hardly working, but I never stop giving a hundred percent. And you would be right. Not everybody works as hard as you. You really should take it easy. Make sure to take breaks during your day. Stand up and look around. You won't believe how big of a difference it will make if you begin to just take short walks every few hours. Those air pockets that I was talking about earlier, they will almost certainly go away. So now we are going to focus on the mind. For this next part, I'd like to ask you to go ahead and sit on the ground, cross your legs Indian style. If you're not alone, please go ahead and arrange the group in a circle facing each other. Now make a big O with your arms in front of you with your hands one in front of the other. We're going to call this your hoop-de-hoop. Hoop-de-hoop is an ancient technique used to send bad vibes away and accept new positive spirits into our being. In recent years, its use has skyrocketed because it's now been scientifically proven to have anti-inflammatory effects and other inexplicable health benefits. Now that you are holding your hoop-de-hoop in front of you, I'd like to ask you a few questions. How do you feel about your hoop-de-hoop? When you look around the room, do you feel like your hoop-de-hoop is as inviting as your neighbor's? Do you subconsciously wish that your hoop-de-hoop was as big as other people's hoop-de-hoop? Well, now let's take this a little further. It's about to get a little crazy, so I hope you prepared yourself. Shake your hoop-de-hoop up and down. 
Shake the bad spirits away, I tell you. Shake them away and send them back to their home many millions of light years away. Now yell out the hoopty hoop pledge. Hoopty hoop, shoot me dupe. Hoopty hoop, believe I will. Bring good tidings into my being and shoot the boop back to you. And again, hoopty hoop, shoot me dupe. Hoopty hoop. Believe I will bring good tidings into my being and shoot the boot back to you. Very good, listeners. You're sounding great now. I can really feel the negative energy leaving your hoops and positive energy being rejuvenated into your beings. One more time now, and this time I want half of you saying the hoopty hoop pledge, and the other half repeatedly yelling out the hoopty hoop creed. Oh, be I want a tooth. Hoopty hoop, shoot me doop. Hoopty hoop, believe I will. Bring the tidings into my being and shoot the boop back to you. Oh, well, that's just a bunch of fun and games. Let's take it down a notch. We can put our hoopty hoops away for now. We'll need them later, so don't put them too far away. Now, sitting cross legged on the floor, touch your head to the ground. It's okay if you need to lean a bit and take your butt off the ground. It's very important that you rest your forehead on the ground like this. Now hold the position. Four, five, six seconds, seven, eight, nine, ten seconds, eleven, twelve seconds. All right, and rest. Twelve seconds. That's the trick. If you rest your head on the ground like this every day for 12 seconds, trust me, you will become very relaxed. And isn't that what we all truly want in our hectic lives? Great job, everybody. I know this hasn't been easy, but the more you do it, the easier it will be. I'm sorry we don't have more time for our hoopty hoops, but now you know no matter where you go in life, you will always have your hoopty hoop. Personally, I like to pull out the old hoopty hoop right around 4 o'clock each day. That way I have something to look forward to each and every day. And plus, when that mid-afternoon crash comes knocking, I have a way to fight it and get the relaxation back in my life. Oh yeah, relaxation. It's really where it's at. It's always in the hoop. This has been Hoopty Hoop Relaxation with Jerry Bear. Gwendolyn was a prostitute. 
And Jerry was a science professor at the local junior college. And this is the story of dignified love. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is the story of a pescatarian and an alcoholic, an ex-basketball player, and a girl. Gwen had just turned the ripe age of 21, and after five long years in the business, she was ready to stand out on her own two feet. It seemed like it had been forever that she was working as a prostitute, but sometimes she would think, I guess it hasn't really been that long, but it can feel like a long time when you're all on your own and on the street. It can seem like forever, but it's not very long when you're up on She used to lie to herself and say that she really liked the work or call it something it wasn't, like dating. And she really did like the thrill of it. That was just the type of girl she was. You can call it what you want and you'll do it for the thrill But a girl like that But then she met Jerry. It was her first time at Diablo Valley College when their eyes met in the long corridor. She remembers thinking, It was like I'd never seen anything in my life until that day I looked into those glowing hazel eyes. She knew something was different about this middle-aged science professor than anyone she had ever met before. And though at one time he was a professional basketball player, the years of alcohol abuse made Jerry just a flickering remembrance of the man he once was. But that didn't matter to Gwendolyn. She knew what she liked, and she had found it that day. Jerry says it like this. When I saw my Gwenny that day in the hallway, I knew my life would be different. From the moment I said hello, I felt reborn and alive. Jerry and Gwenny went on a few dates, and they went really well. Jerry always fancied thin girls, and the many years of malnourishment from being pescatarian left Gwendolyn very skinny. Gwendolyn always liked older and washed up men who had confidence problems. They were like two peas in a pod. After a few months, Gwendolyn moved in with Jerry and things were going great. But then one day, as Gwendolyn was sitting outside on the swinging bench, her old pimp Kyle comes around. Gwendolyn, you need to come back with me, Kyle demands. What if I don't want to? Gwendolyn pleads. You don't have a choice. You signed the contract. I don't care about the contract, Kyle. Let me be. I'm in love now and found someone who I want to be with for the rest of my life. Tears were streaming down her face as she passionately pleaded with the disfigured monster pimp, Kyle. At this point, Jerry comes in from inside the house after finishing preparing his gin and tonic. What's all this hubbub about? And who is this ugly dude? My name's Kyle, and I'm taking Gwendolyn back to where she belongs. She signed a contract stating that she would work for me for another four months. Now is this true, Gwenny? Well, yes, I guess it is, but I don't want that now. 
I want to be with you, Jerry. But Gwenny, you know how important it is to follow through on your commitments. I could never be with someone who just walks away from previously agreed to obligations. That's really messed up of you, Gwendolyn. But that was all before I met you, Jerry. Things are different now. No, Gwendolyn. You owe this man your services. Now follow through on your word. Thank you, sir. You are very understanding. What's fair is only fair, I like to say. And just as Gwendolyn's pimp Kyle puts her in handcuffs and ties her feet together, he pauses for a moment. You know what, Jerry? Jerry, right? Your name's Jerry? Yep, I'm Jerry, all right. Well, Jerry, you seem like a nice guy. I'm going to give her a second chance. I'm going to hold my arms in a big O just like this. And if you throw this quarter through my arms from all the way over there, I'm going to let her go. But if you don't, then I need to take her. That's very nice of you, Kyle. Kyle, right? Yes, you have that right. My name is Kyle. Well, here we go. Let's see if I got the old shot in line. Jerry positions his feet just like he remembers shooting free throws years ago. Just a twist of the wrist and he releases the quarter. As it flies through the air, he thinks about all the amazing times he has had with Gwendolyn. Like the time they went hiking through the Everglades, and the time they went bowling at the nearby alley and they made some really great friends. These days they have been going almost weekly to the bowling alley and they've gotten a lot better. He also thought about the nice meals that Gwendolyn would cook for him. He didn't even mind that there was no meat in them. They tasted so good. She really had a skill with cooking. And then he thought about how amazing she was in bed. He really hoped that the quarter would go in so she would be free from this horrible contract. And just as he got done thinking about all that, the quarter lands through Kyle's arms and falls to the ground near his feet. Just like old times, says Jerry. Kyle removes the handcuffs from Gwendolyn and unties her feet. She runs to Jerry, kissing him just the way he likes. I knew you could do it, Jerry Bear. And that's why you should always be careful before you sign a contract. Because you never know when someone is going to track you down and force you to live up to your obligations. And then what happens if he doesn't give you a second chance, or you don't happen to be dating an ex-pro basketball player? It can be a real hassle to deal with if you're not prepared. So just don't sign the contract in the first place. Seriously, what are you doing with yourself? Get a life and don't be a prostitute already. Do I really have to tell you that? And now, a word about apple trees. Apple tree, apple tree, where are you gonna be with an apple tree?
Alright, that's getting a little bit better. Now if we can just cut it down in front.